Welcome to Knives Out Minute. I'm your host for this week, Ryan Murphy, and joining me is my guest for this week, Curtis Blaze. Hi, Curtis. Hey, how are you? I'm all right. Uh, today we are covering minute number 113, uh, and that'll span from one hour, 52 minutes, and zero seconds to one hour, 52 minutes, and 59 seconds. Uh, the start of our minute, uh, Ransom is finishing his line from the last minute, uh, telling Benoit Blanc that he's spinning a fairy tale, uh, and our minute... Uh, continues throughout the rest of uh blanc's explanation of how he knows that ransom is guilty uh so yeah just generally overall what do you think of this minute well any minutes that have dogs in it (laughs) 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 what do you okay i want to talk about this because you weren't you weren't in that minute and i weren't and i wasn't in that minute so let's just talk about it the very opening scene of the movie with the slow motion dogs running towards the camera. Yeah. Talk about a tone setter. Yeah. Oh my God. Just so <laughs> gothic Southern murder mystery, <laughs> even though it's like in the North, where is the set exactly? I, I think it's, I like think Connecticut? Massachusetts. Massachusetts or Connecticut somewhere, somewhere in new England, I think. Right. But it's got, that, a, uh... it's got that little touch of, it's got that little touch of fog. We've got the gothic house in the background. We've got the extreme wide-angle lens with the dogs running yeah. towards you in slow motion. Just gorgeous. Just so Ryan Johnson. Yeah. And then, absolutely. you know, how many times do we go back to the dogs in this movie? The dogs, the dogs are central to this in so many ways. Yeah. And every time it's just revealing that Ransom's a dick. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because so, if the dogs like, don't like you, well, that's that's the thing. So I, I guess, what do you think about the uh, the use of the trope that um, you know the dogs have a viscerally negative reaction to ransom? Adding on to the conversation that we had in the last minute, it is one of those tropes where you know, just like when you're watching Law and, Law and Order. Or when you're watching NCIS or whatever, you know, any of those detective police procedure uh, procedure shows. Yeah. If the dogs don't like you, you might be the murderer. Like, <laughs> like you can put that you can put the person on the list that the dogs don't like as one of the people that might be <laughs> guilty. That might be a way to tell. It's a cheating yeah. way to tell, but it might work out, and it does for this movie. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, I guess in the beginning of this minute, we get uh, Blanc, you know, admitting that he doesn't have actual evidence uh, to ransom, uh, you know, because they don't have, there's no real proof that uh, the vials were were mixed up. Uh, So he starts saying, you know, it's your word against hers. Uh, And then Ransom says very sharply, you have her confession and that's the first time in the scene that Marta looks at Ransom which I think is really 
interesting. Like she's she's kind of snapped out of trying to process that. Oh my God, Harlan killed himself for no reason. I gave him the right medicine. She's dealing with that emotionally. And this is the first time she's looking over and, you know, now Ransom is explicitly an adversary. Well, uh, and also as a viewer, it yeah. snaps us back to reality. We yeah. have been just excited and going on this ride with, with, uh, with Benoit's story this whole time. And as the audience, it's a moment for us to go, oh, yeah. There's no evidence, and she's confessed. And so it 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 resets us back to zero. Like, yeah. you know, oh, we've got the satisfaction that she's going to get out of it. And then all of a sudden, oh, nope, she's not going to get away with it. <laughs> this actually, we actually are done for here. And we know that, yeah. we know that Blanc's going to come up with something. And that's something in this scene is him... I think playing ransom to make him feel more confident than he should. Yeah. Yeah. To set him up for a, for a scene for a, for a couple of minutes that comes after you and I are done talking for the week after. Friday. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I mean, he, he, he does, I guess in this scene, he does work out uh, the mystery that he's kind of been working on for the whole movie of who hired him. Uh, because, uh, you know, he, he notes that when Ransom would have gotten the news the next morning, would he would have gotten the news that Harlan slit his own throat. Uh, so the plot to make Marta look guilty is in jeopardy. Uh, and he, he reveals that uh, Ransom has hired Benoit Blanc because of the New Yorker uh, profile, which is open on the couch in the shot where Ransom is like stuffing cash into an envelope uh, because he needs, he knows a crime has been committed. He needs Martyr to be caught for it. He cannot reveal how he knows. I, I guess, what do you think of that sort of plot? I am uh, the editor of a thing in my hometown called the Sack News. And uh, primarily, it is a crime blog. Um, I do live streams of uh, any cases that go to court. I report on the crime, and then I also, you know, I go and I record and report on, uh, you know, city meetings. It's a small town, 2,000 people, so it's not this huge thing. Um, I can tell you that there's 0% chance that the next morning after someone commits suicide, we're going to get that name. It is, it is going to be, they're, they're going to tell all the family members first and it's going to be the next day. It might be as soon as the next evening, but for sure the next morning, I'm not going to be splashing a headline that says, you know, local colorful guy slid his own, neck like we wouldn't like we just wouldn't get those details until we until we start going out to interview the families and stuff if the families want to tell us that he slashed his own throat with a knife because the inquest isn't going to be like there's probably not even going to be an inquest first of all um and even if there is that is going to be treated like a like a grand jury kind of proceeding where it's kept secret 
until the case is disposed. So, so just that part of the plot where he finds out about it being a suicide the next morning in the paper, just nope. That's, <laughs> that isn't how that works at all. A cop would have told him he, it was a suicide. And it would have been way before he read about it in the paper. There wouldn't even be a death notice. So, so that part is kind of like, eh. But I'm going with it because, you know, it's a movie and it's cool. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that that's a really fascinating... Uh, it, it, it's always... When you see, like, something that you have expertise in in a movie, it, there's always, like a moment where you're just kind of like, I'm going to have to go with this. Uh, I'm a, a chemist. So a lot. Oh, of so you see it all the time then. Oh my God. Yeah. So a lot, well, especially with <laughs> the like, world just doesn't work like, experience. you know, like, it works. I bet. <laughs> yeah. It's like, hey, that's, it, it's fine. It's let's, let's let, you know, let's let Walt do his thing. It, it's, <laughs> I, I'm not going to bother with details for that, but that is something that I, I don't know that I would have caught that. I don't know that I would have caught that that would have been that would have been way too quick for there to be like ransoms tearing up a newspaper with the clipping. It's it's yeah, the I don't know, that's really cool uh to to learn that. Well, and um, if, you, if you freeze it that they've got the grisly details, that just smacks of that smacks of like one of the family going right right like discovering the body and then calling the newspaper editor. It's like, right, nah, yeah. that isn't how this family works. <laughs> <laughs> it, it does seem like it would be, you would just like, I don't know. It seems like you would want a little bit more time. Uh, but, well, and then, and uh, then in that exact same scene, the dude stuffing the bills in the, uh, in the envelope. I actually yeah. went and looked this up. How, without me, Without me telling you my measurements, how thick do you think that stack of bills is? Like, what's your estimate, oh, of? To me, it looks about to... three quarters of an inch, maybe? Yeah, yeah. I was going to say half an inch, but half yeah, an three inch, quarters okay. of an inch, half probably an inch, better. Half an inch, three quarters. There are 250 bills per inch in a stack of money. Okay. If it's, if it's new. Yeah. Um, and if they're all hundreds, that means Benoit is pulling down $18,000 for this job. Right? All right. We're in the wrong job. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, I mean, there, there is that... Uh, if it's a half going... inch, it's, it's 12000 but still. But still, like, yeah. Uh, there is a, uh, you know, when they're, when they're discussing uh, the first time that Benoit uh, reveals that he doesn't know who hired him, or he doesn't know, you know why he's there really uh he does like there is a moment where they the detective and trooper question him on that and his response is uh to hold up his fingers to hold up like a sizable chunk and say an envelope full of cash <laughs> so he seems to be doing pretty well right uh, well yeah well what do you think that indicates the fact that he says it do you think he's impressed that he's getting paid this much or he, like is his normal I, fee five hundred dollars a day plus expenses <laughs> and he'd be taking home twelve hundred bucks, you know, maybe a week, maybe a week's worth of maybe maybe two thousand dollars from this, but he got this envelope with eighteen thousand dollars in it. Yeah, I think you've gotta it, it's gotta be enough. I mean it's enough for him to 
be at least curious enough about the job to show up. I guess. And, and to put on the good tie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so if you're a detective and you get a stack of a stack of hundreds in an envelope anonymously, mm-hmm. I mean, you're curious and you're going. Yep. But also, isn't the fact that it's so much kind of giving you a clue who did this anyway? Like, is he walking in there going, you know, who's the who's the person that would just give away $18,000? Right. Like, who yeah. would that be? Yeah. But they yeah, don't I mention mean, that it, as part of his, as problem is part of his problem solving. Uh, right. But it, it's, it's, I mean, I guess the, the whole time he would have had to have been thinking, well, one of the thrombies would have done it because they would have been able to afford to. Uh, but so I'm sure he, he's been, you know, it's, an interesting question to, to, you know, try to figure out, okay, well, if there's a murder here, someone has brought in a private detective. So how, I don't know. I I guess just like he had to have been thinking for most of this, like, okay, someone has done something and wants to pin it on someone else is the only thing I could think of, or just to prove that Harlan didn't commit suicide. But, everyone seems pretty convinced of that. So, well, and everyone kind of, yeah. I mean, once the, once it's revealed that Marta is going to get all the money. Yeah. That kind of goes out the window because nobody knew right. Marta was going to get the money except maybe the Nazi kid. What's his name? Right. I, did I he don't... know Marta was going to get it though? He didn't. He just knew I that so. the four people weren't going to get it because he was in the bathroom. Right listening yeah. to it and when was it revealed when did Harlan reveal to Marta that he was finally he finally done it and cut all four of them out was that uh, the way earlier scene or was that a flashback scene uh, I well I know that uh, he he does at least he at least reveals the evidence to her in flashbacks in flashback okay so we didn't uh, find out about it until later people out. we yeah. were kind of talking either last minute or early this minute, and I'm just too drunk, um, about if we could follow, must have been last minute, if we could follow the um, follow the the breadcrumbs to mm-hmm. the answer to the murderer. And yeah. I remember, I'm having this memory now, the first time I watched it, halfway through I was like, oh, we already know what happened. She accidentally gave him an overdose and committed suicide. Yeah. And yeah. everything else here that's going on is just about this drama about her being named in the will. And so I'm thinking, so this is what happened. Through the movie, I'm thinking, like, like did she did she murder him? Right, yeah. Yeah, okay. Or is the is the read that you like have as an audience member that she's like innocent and good is that actually you know not true and that's yeah i i and you're watching her and you're watching her throughout the movie try to cover up evidence yeah and try to get away with stuff yeah (laughs) right so that adds this extra layer of interest i forgot as a first time because i know this because i've watched this movie god i've watched this movie so many times yeah um I forgot that the first time I was viewing it, I was having these feelings and, and not mm-hmm. of not really knowing. And God, it could be Marta. 
It could really work yeah. out to be Marta. Okay. But I got yeah. got, off, I got off soft track a little bit. You know, and, and so that stuff is swirling through my mind as I'm watching this and trying to figure out who sent the anonymous uh, payment to Blanc. Because mm-hmm. that is kind of one of the keys to solving this as an audience member, if you can figure out who sent that. Yeah. Yeah, which I think, you know, uh, it's it's interesting not only that... Well, it's interesting that, you know, we have... Uh, the character of Ransom, who, uh, you know, we set up early early on in the movie, is uh, the only other person who, other than Marta, can beat Harlan at Go. So, I, I don't know, just, like, having him not only be, you know, set up as someone who could plot in advance, but also watching the scene and watching him start to deal with the fact that Blanc is figuring it out and you know we need to rely more on you don't have evidence and she confessed it's it's an interesting transformation to watch the character go through what do you think about Harlan I mean I know what the movie wants us to think about Harlan hmm we, we kind of, the movie doesn't want us to like him and he's not very likable but you know, we see him murder. Um, we don't. Fran. Well, yeah, we see him murder Fran, or at least we're aware. You know, by the end of the movie, we're aware that he murders Fran. Does he feel like? Does does he seem like the same guy? I'm not saying this right. This guy switches vials on his father. Am I saying yeah. that right? On his grandfather. Yeah. Um, after he finds out that he's being cut out of the will, mm-hmm. he does it immediately. He immediately yep. comes up with a plan to do this so that his grandfather will die. So he's a sociopath. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, but he is, he is switching vials and let someone else do your dirty work for you. The same guy that can strangle while looking in the eye how did he do that again did he just shoot her up full of something or did he strangle I her? think he yeah no he he uh, shot her up with the injector can yeah. you look her in the eye and like like kill Fran is that the yeah. same guy do you do you feel like that's the same guy that can do that it, it is a lot more direct it is a uh, lot but, more but what I'm saying is it's going from never having murdered anyone in his whole life right yeah I mean he's a jerk but he seems like a frat boy jerk, not a murder jerk. Right, yeah. I mean the 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 switching the vials is kind of a you know, I, I could see him rationalizing that to himself. Like obviously he's a sociopath, but uh He's eighty five, he's gonna die sometime anyway. Morphine's yeah, a pretty and, good way and to that go. Feels like, you know, you're you're you know, pulling the lever and the train's going down the tracks and eventually something will happen, but I'm not near when it does that murdering uh or or just injecting fran uh does seem a lot more like something he would do if he were in the practice of hurting people on the regular right i mean right that's what i mean like he's still well okay so he's super smart i'll give him that um he's trying to make it look like 
an accident. But I, I guess, I mean, I guess I want to jump ahead and talk about that minute for a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> because why did he think he was going to get away with that? Yeah, you know? I mean, it's, it, yeah, it's a lot of, that's a, it's a very. He's acting weirdly cool. He's acting weirdly cool for someone who kills with no more thought than 007. Right, yeah, yeah. It, it's like, even, you know, not thinking about it from a moral perspective, but like, even switching vials is something that he feels he's put enough, like, cover between that and this that he can get away with it. Uh, attacking Fran seems a lot more like someone could, like, just figure that out without Benoit Blanc. And this like, is someone he's known almost all his life. Yeah. 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 It's, yeah. It, and It is a very <laughs> aggressive thing. And Hugh did it. Oh my god. <laughs> I did roll my eyes when that, when that reveal happened. Yeah. I was like, oh, <laughs> that's just cheating. That's oh, just cheating. Yeah. Hugh did it after the ransom note and everything is, <laughs> is just playing on her guilt. And us going, yeah, she's going to be caught. <laughs> uh, all right. So our question for today, without giving spoilers, talk about uh, sequel ideas or titles. So what are your, your thoughts on the Knives Out sequels that are coming? Well, now that I know that there are Knives Out sequels and that it's going to be uh, Benoit uh, being the star of the show, it basically could go anywhere. It's... It's Ryan Johnson's Agatha being Agatha Christie from here on out. Like he gets to create these murder mysteries and and have fun with them. So it could be anything. But as far as like if we did a direct sequel using these characters, I think I'd like to see the Thrombies, after losing everything that they've ever had, end up in a small rural town somewhere. Maybe having to rely on their last friend, the mayor of the town, and he gives them a place to stay, buys them a room at the motel, and they just have to be there with nothing and try to live their lives in this small rural town living out of this hotel. That's the sequel yeah. I'd like to see. <laughs> just to see them have to have to deal with that, given all that they are. <laughs> right, and maybe it could be like a Canadian sitcom. Yeah, yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's great. Uh yeah, I I mean I have no I I have no idea what is coming. I'm excited for uh whatever they do. Um I'm interested that we get, you know, a, at least uh some more not only Benoit Blanc but uh Daniel Craig doing that accent. So, uh I'm <laughs> very pleased with all that. Oh yeah. And this is perfect because he's getting too old for Bond. I mean, you could play Bond till he was ninety if he wanted, I and mean, they they pulled that off with Roger Moore just fine. But, but, you know, uh, have him have him become this character. I love this character. I love this. I love the concept of this as a series. The great thing about murder mysteries is they can just keep being murder mysteries. There's always clues to solve. It's always fun to watch as long as it, and and then when you talk about. Like Ryan Johnson's writing and the way that he um, doesn't just play your expectations, but he actually subverts your expectations. 
he has comedy and he has characters that we care about. Just him as a writer. If it were nothing, if nothing else were the same, and it were just Ryan Johnson writing this thing, that would be exciting. The fact that it's Ryan Johnson writing and directing, and we get Danielle Craig back, Danielle, <laughs> Danielle Craig back. <laughs> um, wow, that's just that's just so exciting. And then it gets to be on the channel that I've kept. Awesome. Yes, Netflix. Yeah. Take that, Hulu. Uh, <laughs> Uh, all right. Is there anything else uh, you'd like to cover for this minute? No, I am. I am good. I was making right. stuff up as I went the whole way. <laughs> well, uh, yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much you... for having me. We've made it what midweek now, have we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. Moving right along. Uh, anything else you'd like to uh, to plug? I'm. Uh, you know, really, I'm good to go. You go to that link all tree right. uh, slash Curtis Blaze thing and and just see everything I'm about because great. I think you'd be shocked. Okay. Well, uh, yeah. Uh, thanks once again for listening. Uh, and, uh, if you could take a moment, rate and review in your podcatcher of choice. Uh, if you'd like to follow knives out minute, uh, at knives out minute on Twitter, there's also a Facebook, uh, uh, page. So check us out there. Uh, and we'll be back tomorrow for more knives. Out minute.